Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. My good friend, Kat Larson, is with us. Hi, Kat. I am your good friend. Am I your best friend? You better say I'm you your are, best friend. <laughs> no, you're not my best friend. You are my second best friend. All right, fine. I'll take it. I will take <laughs> that. <laughs> well, my wife, she wins. I'm sorry, but you're you're right up you're there. You're right. You're right. Isn't right that good, though? Isn't that great that your, your cutie wife is your best friend? I love it. Well, it's something when you realize how fortunate you are to have picked well mm-hmm. many, many years ago and traveled life with them. Oh. And and you know, it's funny when I see people get married, I'm so excited for them because I think it's great they made the commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm always thinking, mm, I wonder what 50 years will look like. Because that really is when it plays out. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, when you've really been down this path, mm-hmm. right? And gotten up again, nurtured each other, loved each other, supported each other for all that long. That's why I was talking to some friends recently about a person who had died shortly after their spouse because of heartbreak. I, I think there's so much more truth to that than people that are young realize. That truly you can love someone so much that you almost don't want to live mm-hmm. anymore without them when you've been together for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think of these, these friends of mine that have lost one uh, spouse or another. I think of a man that had lost his wonderful wife and a woman who lost her husband. and you know, it's a very different world. We all go on, but they wake up the next day alone. Yes. And trying to navigate that life and missing that person they spent time with. So it's, again, one of those statements. It's like when you raise great kids, mm-hmm. it's hard to say goodbye because you love having them around. Yes. But that's the consequence of being an effective parent. Yes. And it's the same with a good marriage. The consequence is you may be alone after you've had such a great connection, but you wouldn't pass on it. For the world, no. right? So powerful. Ugh. I want to talk about improvement. If you're not really improving in your life, I'm not really sure what your life looks like. I don't think you can be status quo. Mm-hmm. You are going to go backwards if you do that. Uh, life moves ahead. I think of a company I'm working with, and there's a man who just didn't choose to stay current. Mm-hmm. And others came along and surpassed him. And he could never own what his role was in falling behind, which was, he was given great opportunity. He just chose not to embrace it. Mm -hmm. So others came along and they kept improving and growing and they got the opportunities that he would have liked, but he didn't stay current. Does that make sense? Yes. That's that's what self-improvement is all about. It's like really thinking about what am I doing to be better today than yesterday? And in what area? That's the other thing. I think about, and I think about being around certain people. I recently um, was told by a friend, you you love this book, you really want to read it. It's about a family that did a South American adventure. And he knows we're going to Peru. And so sure enough, the next day, in a a brand new bag, he has a brand new book that he purchased for me to read. (laughs) Uh, That's the kind of thing that just motivates you to want to be the same kind of person. Yes. Like to give back, right? Yes. Uh, And to think of other people and, and be better. That's what it does. So I, I think we're, we need to talk a little bit about what it means to be better. I was reading this this ancient Chinese text, which has been translated, and there's a thing called Zunzi. Zunzi. So okay. X-U-N-Z-I. And in it, it states, it defines the gentleman or gentlewoman as the one who constantly grows in virtue according to the natural law that everyone so the opening line says the gentleman says learning must never stop the gentleman is one 
who learns broadly and examines himself thrice daily, and then his knowledge is clear and his conduct is without fault. So what I loved about this cat was that the reality is that we are just at a graduation time. It's mm-hmm. like so many people are graduating, right? Mm-hmm. And so many of them are like so done learning. I don't want to learn anymore. <laughs> I, I got my my certificate, my degree, I'm I'm on. They did not learn the essence of what education is about, which is to constantly be improving and learning and growing. And I think that's what's sad is that this concept that Zunzi promotes is that you are constantly learning. You must never stop. And it's the goal is to become more virtuous. Isn't that interesting? Like learning to be a healthier, higher ground, morally, um, genuine, sincere, that kind of stuff goes with your self-improvement. Now, what happens if along the way you think you're more improving, but you're just becoming more self-righteous? Like you're becoming more judgmental of those who aren't doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. So you're making the effort to get better and they're not. And then you define them as less than, and you are ennobled over them. Then you miss the magic of what you're trying to learn, which is the virtue. That's what you're missing, right? So it's kind of interesting when I think about it. So how are we teaching people to constantly improve? And by the way, Kat, I'm not convinced mental health experts do a very good job of this. Mm -hmm. A lot of self-help in my mind is it's so self-serving. It's trite. You know, it's endlessly indulgent, drives me insane, very superficial, not real depth. That's not what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. No, not the pop culture. Okay. I don't want people to think that I'm talking about something superficial that looks good, but isn't long enduring. Mm-hmm. I want something that genuinely lasts for time. What are those principles and truths that I can embrace and grow with? I was listening to this thing. It was eight habits of the Japanese people. Mm-hmm. And the first one was clean the toilet every day. I'm like, what? And I read about it and listened more and more to what they were saying. And they said it helps you stay humble. And it also helps you focus on detail, be more detail-oriented. Wow. And honestly, Kat, I was rather impressed. And I cleaned the toilet the next day. I did. Because <laughs> I was thinking, this is an interesting habit for me to look at. And I was thinking about that just in terms of habits I've embraced or haven't. Yeah. What is it that makes us choose certain habits and keep them and others we try once and twice and let them go? What do you think about that? What makes something a habit? Why do we pick it? Well, I think it must speak to something about, you know, maybe what you need around a purpose, around, you know, like the like what you're talking about, if you really pay attention to, well, like what are what are some of your habits? Tell me what a habit you have now, other than cleaning the toilet now. Um, uh, yeah. What are your I, habits? I, I, I work out every morning. Right. Um, I say my prayers every night. That's a habit. And morning. It's a habit. I fill the car with gas when it's at half. That's <laughs> Interesting. A habit. Why? Because my wife ran out one time when we were dating, and in those days, $2.00 filled up a tank pretty much. Yeah. And she ran out and I said, this will be the last time I ever pick you up because you ran out of gas. That will not happen again. And it never has ever since then. I, there's certain things I look at and think in life, you could prevent that. And getting gas in your car uh, is one of them. And of course now I have a Tesla, but, <laughs> but I, and it's funny, we still have a, a Lexus and yeah. that takes gas. Yeah. And even to this day, we've been married almost 50 years, right? Gosh. 
my wife will ask me if I would put gas in the car. <laughs> she just hates to do it. Just hates it. And I kind of like it actually, because it just feels like good to get it all taken care of and done. But that's a habit of mine. It's a habit. I love talking uh, about habits because as I think about habits, like I, I'm like, I don't have any habits. I do. I have a lot of them now that you're talking about it, right? You do. I do. You do. I, we all do, right? Yeah. What's some of yours? Um, I do. I work out every day. I move every day somehow. I either walk yes. or go to the gym or do something. You mean, you mean but, but he still finds you. You move to another house every day and Paco finds I can't, you. <laughs> I mean, I can't shake the guy. He's a bloodhound, I'm telling you. Um, thank God. Um, yes, exactly. I fix, this is so weird for me because this is like nothing I would ever think about me. No, what? But Tell me. I, I make my husband's lunch every day. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. And I put a little note in. I put like a little uh, stupid stuff, like, you know, like just stupid Yeah, like I love notes. you. Like I love so you and cool. Kathy and Paco with a little heart around it and, you know, no. stupid things. But, yes. but I stupid love that things. habit. Why do you say stupid? Not stupid, but just like little things that are, you know, and he has, he took a picture. <laughs> so you're talking about impact. So he took a picture of his filing cabinet up at work because he works, he drives about 45 minutes every day and yeah. he has them all stuck on the side of his. Filing cabinet. Absolutely, <laughs> he would. Are you kidding? That's so endearing. <laughs> it is. And by the way, it's so cool you do that because I hear people say, for example, don't make the sandwich for them. Make them stand on their own. They miss the magic of what you're creating by taking the time to do that. Yes. They are. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah, I, so and that's another good. But that's another good insight. Like that's a habit you do without even thinking. It's just yep. part of what you who you are. Yep. But it wasn't always that way. No. So something started that wonderful opportunity and you took it. Well, I took it from him because he does like, he's a great taker care of. Like what it, what I kind of just went to that thing. I think, I don't think we were doing something in a workshop or heard it from you or sure. some, something. And it was like, you know, what people do for you, they want you to do for them. And I never yes. thought about life that way. Yeah. Like, like, and he's always doing something for me, like, you know, that yes. kind of thing. I mean, yes. uh, so, so I thought, oh, I, sh this was like, gosh, this started a long time ago. And I was like, oh, maybe I should make him lunch. And I started doing it and it's just, and he's always thankful. He doesn't wow. expect it either, which is yep. kind of a cool thing. Huge, huge yeah. actually. Yeah. Although you do it anyway, because would, you yeah. know, he appreciates it. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. I, I do think it's very cool when someone rewards you for good behavior. I do. Yes. That's very cool. Yes. But but I do, I think I want our listeners to think about habits they have. Like I have one client, he he lies. That's his habit. He lies. Oh. And and it's a horrible habit that is so destructive in terms of trust, but that's what he does. So to break the habit is is so hard to do, good or bad. So a good habit's hard to break, a bad habit's hard to break, right? Either way. And typically, you have to replace it with something else if it's a bad habit. You have to put something else in its place that you focus on, which will help you break that and make a new habit out of something positive, right? And, and if mm -hmm. it's a good habit that you break, it's actually, you have to re rethink, what did I gain by doing that? What was the benefit? by Why, did, why am I glad that I did it at one point? Anyone that ever works out or stays in shape and stops, they remember how good they felt when they did it. So that entices them to go back to moving again at that point because you had a good experience with it. I suppose it's different if you have a habit and it's never pleasant. But well, you that's do it. true. You know, I would imagine for some people, like waking up early every morning, if that's not, if they're not morning people, that could be a traumatic kind of thing to have to do. 
But I also know people in the military that never woke up early, that wake up every morning. Um, a habit of making your bed. Mm-hmm. That can be another one, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it's such a cool thing. It's a standing joke in our family. My wife, see, every time she gets in the car, she calls somebody. She just, <laughs> just it's a habit. She just gets in the car and she calls. So you know she's going somewhere when she calls you. Um, but I think that different habits can define us at some point. At some point, they create the quality of our life. And I would hope we're thinking about what are some good, healthy habits I could put into my life that would make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Like responding to a text yes. instead of letting it sit, ignoring that kind of thing. I think there's lots of good things we could do physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, financially that would help us get better at improving in our life. I think it's important for you to start by thinking, what area do I want to put some energy into over the next three months? What do I want to get better at in what area? Let's take one, for example. Let's take um, emotional. Mm -hmm. So let's say what you want to start getting better at is listening. What are some things you could do to change the habit? Uh, One of them is don't comment for at least one minute. When you're ready to say something, sit for a minute. Observe whites. They never make it about themselves in a conversation. They truly want to hear what you have to say. And they listen. So if you want to embrace the habit of listening, watch those who do it well, like a mentor. And then find a coach who can remind you, don't talk. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention for a minute. Learn what it's like not to log in. And always have a comment. Just learn what that's like for a while. And for those of us that have done that, I mean, I remember when that became kind of a way of life for me. Mm-hmm. I was stunned at how difficult it was, Kat. It was so unusual for me. And people didn't make it easy because they expected me to respond. That's what I do. And so when I didn't respond, I just just watched. I just listened and thought about what they were saying for a minute. It actually became much more inviting for me. I liked it. I, I saw, I experienced the conversation differently. I saw things I couldn't see before. So I don't want our listeners to think it's an easy thing to do, but it's very, very powerful when you actually embrace a positive habit that the lifestyle you want to live. Can you, That's, I mean, is it is it fair to ask other people, like, I don't know if this is healthy, like, okay. what do you think I should embrace in my life? What could I work on that would make me a better wife, friend, bah, bah, bah? Would that, would that help people when they're trying to figure oh, stuff like this out? I think it's a great suggestion. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, you almost kill two birds with one stone. Like, not only do you improve, but the relationship improves. Right. Because you care enough to ask somebody what would help them. It's interesting to me. This comment about uh, Zunzi says they examine themselves three times daily. So you're checking motives, what you're doing. Like three yeah. times a day, you're thinking about, was I, was I good about doing what I did? Was I not good about that? No. Should I work on my motive on this area being cleaner? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're checking it three times a day, it does give you a chance to kind of get a sense of how am I doing? And then why not ask somebody you care about, like, what, what would mean something to you if I did that? What frustrates me is to have people try very hard to please a spouse, but they're doing the wrong things. Yeah. The spouse doesn't even want those. Yeah. So, and then they're frustrated because they're like, I made such an effort. The spouse like, doesn't matter to me. I'm sorry, but that stuff's irrelevant to me. As we're chatting about this, I, it kind of draws me to 
your work in terms of there's a pretty good roadmap, you know, in taking the the color code profile. I mean, I think that's a pretty good roadmap in things you're talking about. Like if I wanted to make a habit of listening, you know, like maybe I do the, uh, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe I, I don't even, I'm not on the map anywhere with things. So yes. what the profile does is it says, you know, here's your strengths, here's your limitations. Boy, I've got this impatient thing, right? Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm just wondering if people need a roadmap, I think that's a good way to go. I don't know why anybody wouldn't take the Hartman personality profile. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't. I mean, you get so much out of it. It's such a great roadmap about who you are and mm -hmm. where you're going. Mm -hmm. People often say to me, why do I have to always answer questions like I am in my youth, right. my youngest collection? Again, just so our listeners remember, you are born with your personality. It is, comes in your soul. It is uniquely yours, and it comes before birth. Mm -hmm. So once you arrive, you've got a personality. Now, life does impact it, for sure. Like I talked on a Heart and Personality Instagram account recently about narcissism. And I said, it's not that people are born narcissists at birth and then environment impacts those tendencies negatively or positively. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that you, are, you have traits about you that are yours from the beginning and limitations. So it's a great roadmap to understand, oh, this is who I am. I've had many people over the years try and shorten it, make it less, I'm like you're cheating yourself. Why would you not want to have the whole picture of who you are? And then I always say to people, if you want to know how you're doing today, take the Cartman character profile. Right. You answer those questions as though you are today, not as a child, and then you match them. What have I done to bring other gifts to my life I wasn't born with? And sadly, are there limitations I've actually picked up from childhood or friends or spouses or children that are negative and impacting my life in a limiting way. Mm -hmm. But you should want to know that kind of stuff. You're right. It's like going on a journey and not having a roadmap. Why right. would you not want to know? Right. Right. Yeah. And by the way, when I, when I work with people, Kat, mm -hmm. having personality profile, it saves months, literally. Cause you know, you don't, you don't bark up the wrong tree. You're barking up the tree that really matters to them and explains them themselves. And you work on those issues, not just anyone's issues. It's very important. Very, very important. Yeah. I I mean, I guess just it's been in my life for so long that it is just a, that that thing that that reminder, you know, like um, you have to have a reminder. And I do think it's, I hear this quite a bit. I mean, probably from, you know, some of people in my life that are pretty close to me. It's like, well, that's just the way I am. And as you're talking, I'm realizing that I always felt like that that, yep, that's the way they are, you know, and not encroach on that. But we're talking about habits and self-awareness and how to put this all together. It's just some really critical pieces to go. If if the thing is, is, well, that's the way I am, that to me might be the first thing to go, oh, I need some more input. Right. Well <laughs> said. Why would you sit with that and allow that to be the, the end? Like, that's the way I am, period. That's the way I am, comma. <laughs> right, comma. That's so right. good. It'd be so much more powerful. But I, and, and we have to address this. Like, I forget so often, people are afraid. Yes. It's so interesting how people don't want to see who they really are. Right. Now, whether you want to see it or not, the world is seeing you that way. So you're not gaining any ground by being ignorant about who you are. Correct. And why you're that way. So don't think that's your answer. But the reality is, I do know, Kat, many people I work with are afraid to actually see themselves for who they are. And then once you digest it, that's how I am. It frees you to understand how you impact other people. 
Like once you understand, oh, that's really that, that makes more sense to me why I was difficult for this person or why this person was so easy for me or yes. why I struggle in this class, but I do well in that class. It's so helpful to understand the essence of why you are the way you are and how you impact others because of that. And where do you want to go with this? Like, what do you want to add to who you are? And remember, the foundation is always you must value your color you're born with. Please don't dismiss your color and try and become another color to make yourself better and happier. Always stick with your color at the core and then add gifts of other colors, things they do well that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. For example, I picked up being assertive when I was a young man. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for it. It's a red gift. It's not a yellow gift, but I don't want to give up being yellow to have the gift of assertion. I just want the gift of assertion. Because it pays well in life yes. to be able to speak for yourself, right? Yes. But you're not going to give up being yellow to do that. You're just adding the gift to your yellow core. Right. Well, and, you know, anyone who hasn't, get on get on our website, uh, taylorhartman.com, and just go to, you'll see, it says, take a profile right on there. I mean, it's yeah. so worth it to get the profile. Um, and, and easy. And easy. And as we're talking about this, if you ever, if you're listening to something and you know how like, you listen to podcasts or you read a book or you do something and you go, okay, I'm going to do that. And then about a week later, you're like, um, what was that? I, you know, like, yeah. it's, what was I going to do? What was I going to do? And you lose grasp of it. When this yep. is in front of you, I mean, it's you. First of all, it's interesting because it's about you. Yeah, you know? of course. Even that's true. Right. And then it gets really personal because it's like, oh, yeah, I do do that. It's not, you can't brush it under the rug. You take the profile. It's your information. It's not like um, speaking to the masses it's speaking to you as an individual. And so you're not trying to fit yourself in a box. You're the whole box. I mean, it's you. So I just think it's it's probably critical in my mind. It's very freeing. Well, I, I agree it's critical. I, I've always said, for example, I can't imagine why people are dating someone and not know who they are. I, yep. I get the, the, I mean, you can love anyone and you can be married to anyone successfully, of course. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it be nice to have an idea of the roadmap you're going to take if you marry this person, mm -hmm. I mean, the pluses and the minuses, it seems like a much more savvy investment and commitment mm -hmm. when you have an idea of what you're finding, as opposed to being surprised when you get married. Like, I didn't realize that was who you were. Mm -hmm. Well, all you had to do was find out their personality and you would have understood that about them, good or bad, right? So yeah. I, I do hope our listeners are getting in touch with themselves and being true to who they are at their very core. Yes. Because at the end of the day, that's that's the essence of the journey you're on yeah. is to carry you through life in the best possible way. We talked about self-improvement, some habits. I'm just thinking of pick an area in your life that you want to focus on. Pick one habit you'd like to maybe work on just this week. What's something I'm going to do? I'm going to smile at everybody I see. I'm going to offer to uh, show kindness to somebody differently. I'm going to speak my mind in a relationship I've never spoken up on. Uh, any number of things you could pick as a habit, very specific, that you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, and how you're going to do it. And then reflect on it throughout the day. Did I do it? Am I doing it? And then see how you feel at the end of the week of actually embracing a new habit, a new opportunity. All right, we're done for this week. Okay. Thanks, fine. Kat. Always a pleasure. Love you. Uh, listeners, we love you as well. And thanks for being with us. We'll be back with you next week for very best of living. Bye, Bye for bye. now.
Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.